Hey everyone, welcome to the 20th episode of the Journey Podcast. I'm your host Mashrur, and in today's episode I had the chance to sit down with my friend Razi. Razi is a photographer and an artist, and he's also a really old friend of mine. In this episode, Razi and I sat down and talked about his battles with COVID and how he is overcoming the symptoms of it. So I hope you enjoyed. It was a very insightful episode for me because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I feel like a lot of people don't understand the full extent of what the virus does to you. So I felt like this was a really good insight for people to have a look into. Other than COVID, we talked about his experiences with photography and his future prospective goals and projects. So I hope you really enjoy this episode because I had a fantastic time talking to my friend. Razi, thank you hey, for coming up? on the show. <laughs> No problem. Thank you for having me. It's been uh it's been long overdue. Yeah, man. How, yeah. how are you feeling, man? You have an interesting inter- interesting thing that happened to you this year. So. <laughs> uh yeah, uh like like many other people, I I uh, got corona. Got infected. Damn. With that coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling now? Um so what, it's been like 5 weeks. Yep. Yeah, it's been it's been five weeks. Uh, I'm still sick. Well, I I, I test negative now, and uh, I'm no longer contagious. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have those post-corona symptoms. So my smell is actually still not 100% back. It's mm-hmm. like maybe 50% back. Uh, I I'm still very drowsy. Often I get a lot of brain fog. Uh, yeah, and I can't really exercise. Like, uh, very uh, light exercise just like destroys me. Hmm. You know, so it takes longer to recover as well. But um, you know, overall doing much better than like two weeks ago. So I am improving, which is good. Yeah, that's good, man. Th- these are like current symptoms right now, right? Yeah. Cause I remember when you told me you got it, you just left my house. <laughs> like you were uh he came to calgary came to visit calgary we were like hanging out and um you like you tested negative then you like you did your covid test yeah he came to my house and he tested negative and everything was fine and you weren't sick or anything like that you had no symptoms um and then seems to me like if the timelines are correct like you probably caught it somewhere in transit right or maybe in transit maybe i got it in calgary you know mm-hmm but my entire family, like I got tested, my entire family got tested, everyone, no one was showing any symptoms and everyone tested negative. So it's kind of yeah. weird because like we shared the same room for seven days or six days or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like it wasn't, it didn't spread to me if you, if you did get it in Calgary. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I saw you the day that um, my symptoms really started showing. And I remember we hugged as well. Uh, we, we sat at a coffee shop for a while without masks on as well. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. Because like once you sit down, when you're drinking coffee, you don't wear a mask. Yeah, so. yeah you can take your mask yeah. off. Yeah. Um, and uh, supposedly you're the most contagious two days before you show your first symptoms. And I saw you on the day that I started showing my my symptoms. So it's pretty crazy that you didn't get Corona. And there's like yeah. just there's like six other people in my house. Yeah, no one, right, yeah. and no one had any symptoms or showed like everyone tested negative. So I was yeah. really surprised by it because it, it got me thinking like where maybe like it was a plane, I don't know, or maybe it was somewhere in, in Calgary, but not where we met. I don't know. Hmm. Or or I just wasn't contagious because I wasn't coughing. It's such a weird disease, man. <laughs> like I just I don't understand it. Yeah. It just better like like you took all the precautious steps, right? Like you wore a mask and like you use hand sanitizer and socially distant as much as possible and even before we met i told you like to get uh covid yeah. tested, and you did yeah so i, I got tested like the day mm-hmm. uh that i came to calgary and i was negative yeah it's so so it yeah. was like it's kind of crazy that you know and it's unfortunate too like when he told me man it like it did break my heart a little bit because i was like man like you just went back yeah right and you're like, oh, yeah, like, and I remember when you left, you're like, yeah, I'm excited to go back to, like, my regular patterns of being. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I mean, we're well, laughing now, but, like, you know, like, it's kind of crazy that all of this happened at once. Yeah, man, I, I haven't been able to uh, return to my regular kind of pattern mm-hmm. since, 
like I've, I've figured out like a group of habits that I need to do every day for me to basically be happy and kind of like function at the, you know, like do my work, you know, work out, function properly, you know, and mm-hmm. that's like completely out, out the window as soon as I, after when I got Corona, obviously. Right. So, so how has this whole thing like affected your, uh, your mental health? Cause I can imagine it being like, a, cause like, you know, you're, you're talking about how all these systems that you're a part of, like working out and like, you know, the stretching and all these other habits, that yeah. you're part of those things being snatched away from you because of the disease. And now like, how did that impact your mental health? Yeah. I mean, so obviously uh, like not doing my daily routine would affect my mental health like on a normal basis, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, let's just say something happened and I couldn't do my daily routine anymore. Obviously, slowly my mental health might start declining, right? Right. But uh, with Corona, I had the brain fog. And oh, yeah. The drowsiness. And the thing is that brings down your mood in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like forget the whole uh, daily routine. Like, this is like a whole different it's like one more obstacle that you have to battle yeah. in order to get there. So yeah, well, the thing is, like you, lit- like, like I know, you know, like through my years of living, uh, I I know what <laughs> I need to do right. to be happy, right? But with when you have this like mental fog, mm-hmm. you can't think straight. Like you, you literally can't think straight. I meditated like every single day before I got Corona. I, I used to meditate every single day, and I did, had that habit for like almost like a month and a half, I think, Yeah. like when I got Corona and, you know, like when you meditate, you, you gain this ability to like, be very sharp and think clearly and yeah, be very, well, like, present, be very present. You, you have a, an ability to like, look at your thoughts and like, look at your thought patterns and like, think about like the emotions that you're feeling and, you know, if they're real or not, or if you should be feeling these things or not. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're anxious about something, you can, you can be like, Oh, I'm anxious what should I do to not be anxious? But with this mental fog, you get stuck in thought loops, basically. So you you just get caught in anxiety. Um, I remember like while I had Corona, like I I was reading, you know, symptoms of Corona and whatever. And I was like, holy shit. Like what if Mm -hmm. I get lung, like long-term lung damage? And like, I remember like a couple nights, like that's all I could think about just like over and over again. Oh my God, what if I have constant lung damage? Right. So things like that. Also like um, I, I think I think I definitely got a little bit attached to my physical body before coronavirus because uh, like I worked out a lot, I lost a lot of weight, and I, I got pretty lean, and I was like very happy about that. And I think I definitely had attached my identity to being lean to some mm-hmm. degree. Um, you know, like I attached my self esteem basically to being super healthy and being lean. And uh, yeah, you know, after I got coronavirus, like I'd, I wouldn't be able to work out first of all. And I'd like look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm getting fat, <laughs> Right. you know, I'm not fat, you know, but, but I've definitely like lost basically my physique that I had. Um, so like that huge hit on my self-esteem also just like productivity. Like I couldn't be as product- productive anymore. I remember the first week, dude, like I was drowsy the entire day, like from morning to night and I couldn't even think straight. So like, obviously I couldn't do any work, you know, I couldn't read. I couldn't do anything except for like basically lie down and like watch stuff on my phone, you know, and cook. I could barely even cook for myself. Did um, you end up like ordering a lot of food? Dude, I order Uber Eats like almost every night for well, like a two week period. I had to. There's yeah. like, yeah, there's nothing I could do. Yeah. You know, like I, I and for for a little bit, I was able to like kind of do my morning routine, which is like kind of get up, stretch, make food. Uh, not make food, make coffee, but uh, it got to a point where I, I couldn't even do that pretty bad. Yeah, man. I think you you were like the first person that I knew personally that, well, I knew like one other family member that got COVID, but they didn't live yeah. in the country. So I didn't really like learn about their symptoms. But you're the first person that I knew that's like close to me, I guess, that got the virus, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like you got the brunt end of the disease because like the, the symptoms that you, like we we're talking about all these different symptoms, like you're saying like fatigue and uh, mental fog and obviously all of these things snowball into something bigger like you were saying like your mental health and like your physical body the ideas you've had like held on to about your physical body and how that impacted your uh, overall mental health but it seems like for you to like you know and also I think the listeners should know that you're you like you live by yourself in Montreal right so like well I mean two three roommates I got right, right, but you're still like independent like you're taking care yeah, of yourself. Yeah, yeah. you're not with family members that can take yeah. care of you so like everything yeah. together it just seems like a really difficult thing that you just you're you're overcoming right now man and like for that i want to like you know give you huge props like it takes a lot of 
lot of energy to, and i'm yeah. like i'm speaking as an outsider as, as someone who hasn't experienced it right yeah but like from what you've explained and from the person that i know you know you're a very resilient person so i i'm really i'm i'm really proud of how far you've come with just the disease itself you know and like just fighting it on your own yeah man i think like while i had it i, I remember thinking like this is probably the most difficult obstacle i've ever had in my life like legit ever <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, this is like a novel virus. We don't know what it is. I don't know. Like, there's so many people. Like, right now, cases are back up again in Canada and around yeah, the world. Man. Seems like people are not social distancing or they're not following the protocols. And I guess even if you follow the protocols, it only takes one person to have it to be to spread it to someone else, right? Yeah. Considering all of this, like, where would you say you are now? Like, just your mental health and everything. Um, honestly, it's very up and down right now. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very fluctuating. Um, like in the past I've, I've dealt with a lot of like mental health issues this year has been like super amazing like since January like I lived with four friends in Waterloo and then you know I had summer in Montreal uh, it, was, it was really good until COVID hit and now I'm just very much like up and down every day and again like a lot of it is like the reason why it's going up and down so much is because I get drowsy and I start getting that brain fog and then I can't self uh, I don't know what the word is <laughs> forgot the word see I, I i forgot words a lot now by the way this is this is oh, a new wow. thing for me yeah dude so we're like experiencing this like right live right now basically yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah wow man i'm yeah. so sorry you have to deal with all this like it is a lot i well, think I don't like know. it also it, it's like it's really difficult especially because like you're saying leading up to this your life was in like and we talked a lot on the phone and whatever like you know almost every day we were like talking and it's like you were like getting shit done you were like you know just like working out and all these things. And I, I don't want to hold on to the past obviously that doesn't do yeah. any you know it doesn't do any good to any of us but it was a, it seems to me like you finally found like this flow of doing things and then Kate, a covid just came in and disrupted all of that so now you're like left yeah. ground zero again yeah i was actually doing okay w- during quarantine like i wasn't seeing many friends I, w- I would say you were doing more than okay man like you're you're looking jacked <laughs> <laughs> as they say yeah you know? I, I think i found enough things like just to like do outside and just mm-hmm. to do by myself like i found ways to like kind of just be happy without like while still in quarantine you know what i mm-hmm. mean um but yeah i that, that didn't continue after i got covid myself <laughs> yeah what would you say are like the worst symptoms that you had to experience was it the the brain fog or the fatigue or like i'm, I'm asking this because like some people might be some listeners might be in the first phase of it because you've already overcome like the first four weeks, let's say, right? Yeah. From your personal experiences, like, can you give me like a breakdown of the order of events that took place post getting your uh, test results being positive? Yeah, man. Um, so kind of like, how would I phrase this? E- everything kind of depends on sleep, mm. um, at least for me. Um, how much how, and, how long were you sleeping for each night once, dude, once you got it i was i mean i was in bed for 12 hours but i wasn't sleeping for 12 hours you know i see because i i couldn't sleep so like for the first first week was the worst the worst um i was getting a lot of body aches headaches my nose was blocked i had the lung chest tightness basically because with all that mucus in my lungs right uh loss of smell loss of taste and, and and like just just absolutely feeling depressed all day so with all those things together you just wouldn't be able to sleep much and because you wouldn't be able to sleep much sleep much the next day you wake up feeling like shit mm-hmm. and then it was it was really like a like a snowball effect right a positive you know? feedback loop where it just kept yeah like building on yeah the, i mean i think the worst was probably my my body aches but i was so like out of it like mentally that i didn't even like register that i was having body aches you know mm-hmm. Did you feel like you're like disassociating from like your body like during all of this? I wouldn't say that. I mean, I wasn't thinking clearly enough to even like mm-hmm. make hold on to thoughts, you know. I see. Wow, man. That's, <laughs> like, that's uh, crazy. Uh, like think of a zombie? Yeah, that's that's me during it with covid. Just kind of like existing basically. And that was the first two weeks you'd say or Yeah, that was the first two weeks. Yeah. And the first week was the worst, second week I was kind of getting better. Like you can kind of think of it as like you know, but in the second week, I was, you know, I was maybe I would have like a one hour period of like normal thought, 
well, like I'll take a nap, I would wake up and I would feel normal for like 20 minutes, kind of like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, that period of like normal thought that's just been increasing slowly over the, you know, over the last couple of weeks. And what do you think like has been helping you out in the recovery process? Like what, what are you doing that think might help someone else who's also suffering with this? Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> sleep sleep is yeah sleep is very important man like back to back to the whole like not feeling like myself because i couldn't be productive mm-hmm. i remember like the day i got my the day after i got my negative result just because i was negative i was still feeling all the effects you know i was again i, I was like okay i don't I'm, i got tested negative mm-hmm. and you know because i wasn't thinking clearly i was just like okay like i'm good now you know i don't have the vi- i don't have the virus inside me and i went for a run <laughs> I right. ran, I ran 5k wow. and, um, my pacing was actually like pretty close to normal, uh, before I had COVID, but dude, that was a bad idea, man. Be- the thing is, I think my, I think my thought pattern at the time was just like, number one, uh, running makes me feel great. Like exercise makes me feel great. And I wanted to feel good. Yeah. And number two, like in the past I've had like a fever or like a cold and I'll just go for a run and then it, I'll just be good you know, like exercise, I don't, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, like is, exerting uh, the body definitely makes you feel better, right? Like when you're yeah. like, when you're in that intense, especially something like running that's continuous for that period yeah. of time, by the end of it, you have like all those endorphins that are being popped up in your body. Yeah. At the same time, like just the habit itself feels good. Like, you know, yeah. you accomplish something. So that gives you another feeling of reward or. Yeah. So... I, and I also just wanted to feel normal because the Razzie that I know, you know, runs mm-hmm. and exercises. Yeah, that was a bad idea. So, so what happened after that? That just like made things worse or? Yeah, man, I was like, I was actually dead after that, that run. Like I felt good for like during the run, actually during the run, I was just like for the first time in like two weeks, because uh, I, I went for running like after my two week kind of quarantine period, right? For the first time in two weeks, I was like completely normal. Like while I was running, I was normal. I remember thinking, oh my God, life is just about overcoming obstacles right, and right. running, Mental running game. in a way. It's just, yeah, I had, I had that, I had that mentality again. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, everything's good. I was like, damn, if I can run 5k, I can be, I can beat COVID. I'm, I can be normal. And then like afterwards I was normal for a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like maybe an hour later, man, it hit me, it felt so drowsy. And I, I was like basically in bed recovering from that run for the next two days is <laughs> wow so um, that one run one 5k put you out for two days something that yeah. would have been like just like a couple of nothing that was that's yeah yeah before um so Holy i would shit. advise people like you you can't exert yourself out of this virus you have to rest yourself out of it, it which it is might sound counterintuitive and like it, it might suck more right because you're like not able yeah. to do the things that you want to do yeah yeah and, and waiting sucks also you know what I mean? Like, like the thing is like, if you told me that, okay, Razzy, like, you know, you're going to have to like lie down in bed for like three weeks, you know, it would suck, but I'd be counting down the days for three weeks and I could do it. You know, I could, I could rest for three weeks, but there's no, I have no end date for this. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of taking it as it goes, as it comes. I think you just kind of have to take it day by day, right? This is kind of like one of those things that even in, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it like everyone else also that's you know we're all going through this pandemic together and there's quite a few other people that have been infected by the virus as well and it seems like all of us are in this provisional existence now that we don't know when it's going to end right because we don't we don't have that information right as fast as science is moving and all these things that are occurring there doesn't seem to be an end inside in my in my opinion at least like i'm looking at this thing and i'm like and i'm looking at the numbers rising again right like we're like oh, yeah. full send second wave right now i don't see like you know back in march we were like oh yeah by fall like my <laughs> my universe our university was like yeah you're graduating uh, in june don't worry about it like we'll have another convocation in fall like you know, that's not happening it's just like kind of crazy because now we're in october we're like seven months into this pandemic it seems like we're going to be in it for a bit longer. Like without, like, I don't know when, I don't see it going to. Definitely another year. Definitely another year. I think so. 100% man. It's rough, man, because, well, I'm saying it's rough. You got Corona, you know, <laughs> like, a little bit of perspective would help. Hey, man. I just think like, you know, this is like one of those, at least I'm like, this is me speaking from my experiences, right? And like, I'm speaking to you as someone who, who I've known for like 10 years now, right? Like you've overcome so many obstacles in your life. This is like just one more thing that you just have to like stay positive about. Speaking from 
this side of the screen, I obviously haven't felt what you felt. You know, it sounds really difficult dragon that you're battling, right? But in in my head, the way I view you and the way that I've known you, it's like you've always overcome obstacles along the way. So just treat this Boy, as like one of those. I mean, you have to. <laughs> you have no other choice. That is true. Yeah, you're you're just there. <laughs> yeah. I hope. You know, like... you know what's funny, man? Um, I remember when I when I went to Banff. By the way, like thinking back to my trip in Calgary, mm-hmm. um, I could feel this this drowsiness that I feel now. Like I felt it back then. I just didn't realize it. I just thought I was tired. Wow, really? Yeah, dude. No, seriously. Absolutely. I remember just like my my eyes started sinking way back, like when I was in Calgary. I remember that. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I remember when I climbed, I think I climbed like, I climbed a little mountain, not, not that, not that big right beside Banff. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, I remember like on top of the mountain, it was just a beautiful view. I was having, I I, I was like in, in the middle of, I was on top of the mountain and there was no one else there. So it was just me and nature basically. And I was having like, basically like a, almost like a psychedelic experience where yeah. I felt that like connection. Right to like this you know the earth and just mother like nature, everything mother, mother nature you know and dude like i remember feeling very thankful for my legs for taking me up there you know yeah, just i yeah. felt very thankful for my body for taking me up there yeah. and that, but that that's a funny thing I, f- I feel like i had that realization on top of the mountain yeah without even yeah. knowing like that you had you you were going to get covid well, it, it's almost like it's almost like I had that realization on top of the mountain, and then the universe was just like, "Oh yeah, like let me see if you really internalize this, oh. internalize this uh, lesson or not." <laughs> Here's COVID. <laughs> That's a really interesting way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. Well, it, uh, maybe it's just because you are strong, so like you know, it's, it's like a test that you can handle, so you, yeah, you're able to like overcome it. Like I think just like from speaking from at least sharing your experience on this podcast, I think a lot of people don't take this seriously. Like, they do not take, they think they're young. Because you're young, you're, you're one of the fittest guys I know. You know? Dude, uh, dude I got COVID at, at my fittest, at my prime of my life, man. Like, your physical fitness, like, yeah. like your peak. Yeah, yeah man. So I, was, I, was, yeah. I was eating so healthy, man, damn. Yeah, you're eating healthy, you're, you're doing everything right. Like, you're yeah. doing everything right, and it still happened. Yeah. That's the whole and, thing about life, man. Like you don't, plan, no one plans for this. And then like, it, it's all unexpected. Like you have this idea in your head of how things are supposed to be. Yeah. And then you just get hit by a bus, metaphorical, right? Or literal, who knows? Yeah. But, but you know, like I'm happy that at least I was prepared in a way because I was very healthy and I'm sure right. my immune system must've been pretty good. Right. Imagine if you weren't. Yeah. Right? It probably would have hit me even worse. A, a worse trip right now. Yeah. Compared yeah. to what you're going through. So like yeah, there's obviously things to be grateful for still, right? Given the situation. So yeah. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that actually. Like, do you think there's any positive lessons that you were able to take away from this experience? Yeah, uh, for sure. I don't know, like kind of just enjoying the simple things. Like we we take just e- even being able to think clearly. It's something that mm-hmm. we take for granted, you know. <laughs> Yeah. like man i wish i could think clearly right now i mean even right now like uh it's not that bad right now but i i still have problems like i during while, while i uh for the first two weeks i could barely work so are you still in co-op or like what's happening with like because how did that impact like your your a- academic or like financial situation yeah so academically i had to drop two online courses that i was taking um yeah. which actually also is gonna make my graduation date like a term late which is whatever i don't that's fine um and i got very lucky with my work uh my manager was very understanding Mm -hmm. and uh, i worked like four hours a day during while while i had covid the second week i worked four hours a day the first week i was kind of just dead and yeah it's fine you know i'm still hired That's good, man. Like, at least you have that. You have that to be grateful about, right? I do. I do. Might have lost their jobs that, you know, couldn't continue to work. Yeah. Yeah. All of this is just so sudden, and like none of this is planned, right? Like it just kind of puts in a lot of things into perspective. Because for me, at least, from hearing about your experiences, I think somewhere along the line, like somewhere along like July, August, I stopped taking COVID 
seriously like, if i'm yeah. being honest right like i was going to like like coffee shops and like doing whatever right like i was like yeah this is fine like you adapt to the situation right so the first part of it is like fear and resistance right like you're very yeah. like, scared to get it and everyone's like cooped up in their homes after a certain while you just get like that that alarm that you feel just get adapted and you feel like the stress isn't the stressor isn't that bad anymore so you, people stop caring friends and family that you meet up with and people are hanging out like living life as if it's still the yeah. same right but after hearing about your experiences like it kind of it was like a wake up call for me too to take care of my health one and also like just be careful with this thing because it's not a joke yeah man while when i started doing uh gymnastic rings ring workouts i have a friend who also started doing those workouts at the same time and like recently he's been st- he's been doing like muscle ups on the gymnastic rings Right. And every time he tells me, I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. Like, you don't know how lucky you are. Like, I wish I could be hitting the rings right now. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing to be aware of, right? Like, don't compare yourself to other people in this situation. Like, what you're going oh, through yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. like, this will mentally make you, like, maybe not physically at the moment. Yeah. But the, the psychological battle that you're facing at the moment will definitely prime you for your future challenges. Yeah. And. I, I can see like how like for example people you, like you said you were very connected to your body and like the image of yourself and your yeah. strength and all these things that you've gained and you've worked hard for them it's not like something that was given to you right but this idea that you know there's this really stoic idea like at any given point everything that you love can be taken away from you and mm-hmm. the idea is like you fall in love with scratch you realize like if I build a house and my like, wind blows and the house breaks down to nothing just rubble right? yeah you, you're gonna be fine you're gonna be okay with it because now you have the skills you know what to do in order to get there right so there's like things are not lost in that sense yeah i'm i'm, I'm really excited for when i'm able to work out again mm-hmm. because i know that i can get back to this the physical state that i was in for earlier sure. this month and quicker and you know i have the confidence that i can do it as well you know man i was thinking like i'm very much I, I like I like progressing, you know, I, I like constantly progressing towards something. Mm-hmm. And again, like one of the reasons why I got so depressed is because I stopped progressing and I was just kind of existing. Right. Um, but uh, one thing that I kept doing, even while I was just like absolutely destroyed mentally, is I kept stretching, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, 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 I've still been stretching like 20 minutes a day. And that has been somewhat of like a like a base for me just to keep being me, you know, while I'm stretching, I feel pretty normal. And that, that's like a habit I had before COVID, right, as well. You were able to continue that that one habit. Yeah, yeah, because it's not very physically, uh, you don't need to physically push yourself for that. It just, it's just, you demanding. have to do the opposite. Yeah. You have to like relax into it, actually. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess if, if for people who have COVID, try to find a way, try to find activities that aren't uh, so physically extraneous but something that you can still sort of progress in. So I'm, I've started sketching again, you know, so maybe painting soon. So you can do that, right? Right. Just right. anything. It's kind of like there's like other, other parts of you, right? Like, you know, like say you lose a leg, right? You can yeah. still use your arms to like do whatever you want. So j- just as a metaphor, right? But yeah. in its sense, like I, I was going to ask you about this, actually. I was like, you know, you have a Kindle, you read books, you do all these other activities that don't require physical strength right yeah so like it's kind of like there's idea in stoicism and it, i might sound uh weird saying this but you know marcus aurelius says that you know if anything happens to you you say good right because the alternative is death the end all of it is just death so once you had once you have life and once you realize that you understand that from any given situation you can recover right almost any given situation you can recover yeah and you can look at it with a positive lens right like mm-hmm. oh like yeah i lost this right i'm very attached to this thing but i lost it but now i can actually focus on other things that i haven't done in a long time like you said yeah. sketching and i know those yeah. are like sketching and painting and art is kind of like your your building blocks that's who you are that's like your genes, yeah way you know? back in the days yeah. yeah so i'm glad yeah. you found a way to like at least relieve that stress yeah yeah it, the, the whole thing is like the whole thing with the mental fog is that like i know these concepts right mm-hmm. um you know i I've, i practice these concepts before getting COVID but with the brain fog you just you can't think that like you have very few hours of the day where you can actually think these positive thoughts 
So what happens when you like meditate while you can you can you meditate while you while you have this brain fog or how is it? It's I've tried. It's much. It's way more difficult. It kind of depends when I do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel normal after I wake up for like maybe twenty minutes, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a nap or like a proper sleep. I feel normal while drinking coffee. Actually, caffeine actually like makes me feel normal for a little bit, and I feel normal. Uh, that's actually it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, and I, after I eat, so after I eat eat a meal, I feel normal for a little bit. During those moments, if I try to meditate, then I can think pretty clearly. But other than that, it's just foggy. And that fogginess is like is better now than before, but it's still here. And meditating is very hard. Yeah, I can imagine, man. Like if you're like, it's like, do you feel like you're in your head a lot? Yeah. 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 And, and it, again, that's the source of the like the the depression, the depression, the anxiety that I've been feeling. Right. And it's it's difficult because it's like out of your control too. Like this is an actual symptom of the of the disease, right? Like this mental yeah. fog. Yeah. It's not like random thoughts that you're, that are coming up in your head, but more physiological that you're feeling it yeah so understanding at what point the um the symptoms of covid end and where me just being lazy or me not Mm. you know uh thinking clearly uh begins that's been very hard for me uh do you think the lines are blurred now 100 percent. like i wake up and i know that i should get out of bed and like yeah, make coffee, wash my face, but I don't want to. And so like that alone, you know, I, I've felt that, you know, like when I was like depressed, whatever, when I was very stressed in school, I felt that right. I didn't have COVID back then, right. but now I have COVID, but I don't know if, if I don't have the motivation to get out of bed is from COVID or That's if it's COVID just or if it's like, your like own mental health. yeah, yeah. It is a real difficult situation because, like, they they overlap so much the the two the two things. Yeah, like, how do you even distinguish between like what is your own will or what is like you know like what is like your actual mind or or what are the symptoms? Right, like it's it's kind of crazy to think about. Meditation has helped me out immensely. From what you're saying, like you can't even have that time to sit down. Like, have you tried like five minutes, four minutes, like with a timer? Because I, I feel like uh, a ten yeah. minute might be a stretch, right? Like that's that's difficult enough yeah. by itself. Like when you're when you're not having COVID, so or any mental fog of, of any kind. So, I, I I try, but the you know again the whole point of meditation is watching your thoughts and not identifying with your thoughts. But right. when you have this brain fog, you, you can't you can't do, do that. that. You you become your thoughts. Um, while I'm stretching, I I get into some level of a meditative state, or at least the little voice in my head kind of stops talking. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's meditation because although the voice in my head stops talking, I'm I'm not, I, I don't absorb that, observe that voice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, has it affected like because you're like a you're huge into photography, right? So like you take pictures and like you edit them and you put them out, you publish them, right? So like has that affected? I'm assuming it has like affected like your photography and everything else. Yeah, Things well, that- I can't go outside. <laughs> Right. I, I can't uh, walk for long periods of time before feeling drowsy and having to sit down. Mm-hmm. So I can't really go outside. Also, the other thing with like photography and just being creative in general is that like it's hard being creative when you're not constantly happy. thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to be in a, well, at least me, I need to be in a relaxed state to create mm-hmm. things. And if I can't get in that relaxed state, then I don't have the motivation to make anything. Wow, so this one thing has impacted literally every aspect of your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything that affects your cognition, basically. Is right, because then it's affecting your, your whole perception life. of everything. Yeah. Right, right. Wow, man. Like, it, it's good to hear these things in details. Because, like, I, I haven't had an account, like, from anyone other than yeah. you. This is the first time I'm hearing about. Like, we've talked on Facebook, but, like, yeah. you never went into details about all these things, right? So it, like, really gives me perspective about where i am and this whole pandemic i mean i don't think my case is even that bad right i didn't you don't, oh, i you know okay. i'm like a young guy i, I didn't you're healthy any, you're fit yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have any like um pre-existing uh what do you call it conditions yeah conditions yeah. yeah right so this is on the better end i think of the well, that's COVID scary story. <laughs> that is scary because like me i'm yeah, like man. i'm probably like 30 pounds overweight right now i'm not the healthiest i i can be you know i'm eating chocolate yeah. 
I'm like not living my best life in that sense. And for me, I realized that, you know, being social is something that I like doing, right? Like being around friends. But given the situation, like I realized that's something that, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, like that's something that that was taken away, right? Because of, because of the pandemic, right? But like now looking looking at it now with this new perspective that you just provided me, it's like, oh, almost like that's a trade-off that I have to make in order to stay healthy. Yes, you're giving up that, the social life that you're so accustomed to, but you are doing that to keep other people safe and keep yourself safe as well. Yeah. For you, I guess not being social and whatnot sucks for now, but it's not as bad as getting COVID. Oh yeah. I mean, that might last longer. (laughs) I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I like, I've been, I've been talking to my parents about it because I think they became more relaxed with this thing. And like, I understand like it's, it's so difficult to like not, talk to your friends and like hang out with it's so difficult to not like do the things that you like doing all the time right yeah but the alternative seems to be much worse dude it would be one thing if covid only lasted two weeks you it know, doesn't like two right? weeks two weeks and then you're done then you're back right. to normal nah <laughs> so do you think that's, that's like a misconception is. then because like whenever you're here like they they count cases as resolved as soon as like two weeks are over, you know, they're like, yeah, two weeks passed. So you're not, you're not transmitting anymore. You're fine. But that's not the case because these lingering symptoms are for your case, at least it's been sticking around for so long, so much longer. Well, it's not for me. I think, um, I don't know what percentage of it. Most COVID patients experience uh, lingering symptoms, but, but the two week period is only for, it's just quarantining, right? That's when you're most likely uh, going to spread it to other people. That's where the two weeks come from. As so far it's, as it I has, know. Is that has nothing to do with actually resolving the, the illness? So um, my roommate recently talked to public health who had co- uh, COVID-19 um, and she was, uh, her two week period was done. Right. And she, mm-hmm. she called into public health, it was public health Quebec. Um, she was calling in to ask them if she should get tested again, make sure she's negative, And then she, if she should start seeing people, whatever. Yeah. But they told her that, her two weeks is done. She doesn't have any symptoms. She doesn't have fever anymore, which means that she won't be transmitting it to other people anymore. She's not contagious anymore. Yeah. However, the virus could still be inside of her. And if she did a test, it might detect it and she would get positive again. Does that make sense? So she yeah, still like has she still it, has but she's virus. not contagious anymore. It's like a transmissibility thing then. And rather than yeah. like if, you, if you're like cured from it or not. Yeah. Man, that's like I think that's it's what weird, right? people yeah. need to understand. Man, I have friends that I like kind of stopped hanging out with recently. Well, because <laughs> this guy that I like I know him well or whatever, and he's like, Yeah, man, I just do whatever. Like if I get it, I get it. Everyone's gonna get it anyway, right? And I'm like oh, just man. thinking, like, yo, like I that's not that's not okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I don't want it. You know, it almost seems masochistic if you're the type of person that's like, yeah, I'm going to like write it out. Like, really? You're going to write it out without even uh, experiencing it? Yeah. Like, and he's, you're more fit than he is, right? So like, and if you are going through this hell, you can only imagine. I mean, like, it's kind of weird though, right? I mean. like, of course, right? Like, I hope no one does. But the thing is like, cases are rising. Like, this is something yeah. to be concerned about. It's not a joke, right? Yeah. And, I don't think it's described well enough. And I think it's like two things, right? People are not doing that because like now, even if you describe it like this, people are going to call you and they're going to be like, oh, you're just fear mongering. What? Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty like, dude, there's a there's like anti-mask protests here. Oh, in yeah. Calgary. Right, right, right. There's right, anti-mask yeah. protests and like people have lost their minds, man. Like how is how is wearing a mask a political issue? Right. This is science. Because they don't have to wear it, man. Come on. <laughs> Jesus, man. Because they don't have to. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, are we are we like infringing on your civil liberties? Like, get out of here! Like, this is like this the more, most altruistic thing that you can do is to wear a mask. Literally, you're you're protecting yourself and you're protecting other people. And I know it's mandatory in a lot of places, but like I said, restaurants are difficult to mandate that, right? Like, how can you eat and still wear yeah. a mask, right? Like that, well, that's dude, not something. Like when I was on the airplane, and like this was so sketchy when it happened. Uh, when I was on the airplane and everyone had masks, right. And not just like cloth masks, you had to wear uh, the medical ones that they provided. Um, and I remember when the food cart True, came yeah, around, yeah. everyone just had to take their masks off to eat. Cause like, how, how else would you eat? You can't. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, I'm in this like little airtight cabin with like 200 other with people circulating air. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Flying right now doesn't seem to be like the 
the best thing to do. Like I, 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 mean, I, I I've done it during COVID. Like I came from Waterloo to Calgary. Yeah. When I came in early March, that's when everyone was freaking out. Yeah. And not early March, maybe late March. And uh, they gave me like two other seats. So it was like, it was socially distant, you know? Wow, man. Yeah. So the entire like row of seats was mine on, on that end, on the, on my side. So that was like really nice, right? Because it was like, okay, like less chances of coming. I mean, you're still like the person in front of you still there. The person behind you, if they cough, you, they're still going to hate mm-hmm. you. But still like, if you're wearing a mask and if you're in that, if you're in that uh, lane, then you should be okay, right? Asterisk on that should be okay. For your kids, did they pack the planes or? Yeah, dude, okay. the plane was packed. So I guess the law changed at some point. I mean, they do um, temperature testing, but I don't think that's a very good way of checking of COVID or not. Oh, first of all, some people are asymptomatic. So how? how right, right. It's... And some people might have other symptoms other than like just having uh, a fever yeah yeah wow man this whole thing is so novel and and such a difficult thing to like pinpoint like what what can we do like you took all the precautions you know and and whatnot like you were well i guess i could have not come to calgary maybe that would have stopped stopping from getting covid but maybe i don't know I could have gotten it in the in Montreal store, where, like, thing. The, yeah. yeah, where the cases are like, you know, they're topping. Yeah, so, I think it's red right now. I think, it, yeah, it's been, Quebec has been red for a while, uh, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, because of all these things, man, I kind of like, I stopped my social interactions to the point where like, I, I mean, it's not good for my mental health, but I'm making a trade-off right now. Yeah. I'm making a trade-off. Like I'm work, I'm trying to like work from home as much as possible. I'm currently writing some applications for school. So that's like, everything's from home. And like one thing that I've been doing a lot during this entire pandemic is just spending time with family. So getting to know my family members a little bit better. Each individual person has their own personalities and it's kind of cool, I guess, in in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Like from hearing your story, it really was like a a wake up call for me because I was like, dude, that's my friend. And you are, like I said before, like you're one of the fittest people that I know. So if you are experiencing these, these and I'm not that fit. <laughs> you no, you're you're very fit. Dude. Are you kidding me? You're you can do handstands. You can do all these cool things, man. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I was practicing for a while, you know. Right, right. Like you know, I don't want to. Like you shouldn't take that away from yourself. You are yeah. very fit, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess for someone who isn't take care uh, of yourself. Yeah. All right. So yeah, come on, man. Take this compliment. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Take I, it I, I guess for someone who <laughs> isn't um like in a sports team. Or like, you know, who doesn't do like... How about this? You are more fit than the average person. I guess so, yeah. How about that, right? That is 100% true, right? Yeah. So like, given that situation, it's like really is is a sobering, like just vicariously. Obviously, I can't feel what you're feeling. But just through like my experience from the side, like it's been, it it really did. Because like, the thing is like, that's also the first time the transmissibility thing hit me, right? Because you contacted me. (laughs) <laughs> after you left i i met up with two other people damn right separate yeah. on like separate days but like i went to like get food with someone and then i went to get coffee with someone else right yeah and during this time like after you contacted me i contacted them they also met up with two other people all right so it kind of like it like opened up the you know how like those visualizations on on uh, youtube or whatever or like on reddit where they show you how the, the the bubble works of your social bubble, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's first, that's the first time I I actually realized it, right? I was like, oh my god, like this is how dangerous this thing is. Yeah, it only takes one person, and then yeah. it's just everywhere. Yeah, man, how uh, how many people did I walk by while I had COVID? You know, you don't how know, many? you don't, I know, don't know, right? Yeah. Like the same thing is like when you go to the grocery store, you don't know who who is infected right yeah but that but but like people still have to go like you can't not go to the grocery store because you still need food right man public health right now is uh very there's too many cases for them to track so dude when i got sick like i got a phone call and i got a phone call to telling me uh that i am positive and they did the tracking so they asked me questions about where i was like which restaurants or stores that i've been in for the last like 20 days kind of thing But when my roommate got sick, they didn't even call her. Right? Just because time, there's, like, there's too many was, cases. What huh? was like the refractory period between you getting it and then your roommate getting it? Like what was like the, the lag in between? 
Uh, a week and a half, I think. A week and a half, and you guys are all living. Is it just a one roommate that got it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all, uh, after I tested positive, uh, we all wore masks indoors, and we sanitized everything right. to be as safe as possible. But you right, know, right. yeah. Could it be possible that she also caught it from somewhere else? Or... Oh, totally. There's no way to uh, ch- check that. Because I've, I'm hearing stories now, and this is from uh, close friends of mine that he was telling me today that his parents tested positive. Yeah. But he, he tested negative, and his sister tested negative as well. Like, so it's kind of like yeah, you were telling live, me that they um, live in the same house. So yeah, I have another friend in the same scenario. His uh, sister got sick, and then his parents are negative. So, like, so. it's so weird. Like, yeah, sometimes it transmits so easily, and then other times it just doesn't. <laughs> it it definitely is a sobering, sobering experience. I think just from like just from the fact that the cases are going up so much, and as someone like I have autoimmune diseases, like I have like I have like autoimmune problems. Really? Right? Oh, so, yeah. I know this. Yeah, I have like um something called hydrogenitis suppurativa. You might Google it and get grossed out by it, but like basically, like if I eat the wrong food or if I um if i'm not on top of my my health yeah. my body attacks itself so i get like my lymph nodes get swollen up wow i know this yeah so this is just something i've dealt with it's like one percent of the population has it and like i've been dealing with this for like at least since 2015 like that's when it flared up for the first time hmm. so it's like a reminder for me to stay healthy so like if i catch it and you know I get, my parents are also like older right yeah so like I I don't know how difficult it would be for them to recover from it, right? And he, how difficult like I'm overweight right now. I have this autoimmune disease, right? Like it it might be like a like a really might be way worse for you. Yeah, yeah, winding road that I don't know um, how to come off of. So I'm, I like it was a sobering experience hearing your your side of the table. Yeah, one of the um, explanations uh, for the post corona symptoms that I'm feeling is that uh, your immune system since it had to fight off such a big virus, it's still on high alert, basically. Oh, and... so are you, like, getting, like, flare-ups and stuff like that? Uh, what's a flare-up? Like, when you're, like, your skin might, like, flare-up, you might get a rash or, like, you no, might none get, of like, those. your lymph not swollen or something like that. No, I never I never had that. Um, but sort of, like, the tiredness, um, it's almost like your body's just telling you not to go outside. <laughs> it's like, yeah. don't go outside, don't get that virus again. Yeah. Oh, um, mucus for okay. Mucus is uh is a, is one method that your body uses to get viruses out, right? Right, right. It's like you're you're snorting it out, basically. Yeah, I still have that. I I, I have to like clean my nose with this. Uh, are, you, are you using like the pump with the water? Yeah, uh, I got to use that like a couple times a day because I in still there? have salt water mucus. Or, like, is it just, like... Um, I have. I just use um, I don't know. It's like like a product. It's called Nelly Med. I think yeah, it's like yeah, salty I, water I, I and a have, bunch of other have, stuff in there. I use, I've used that. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, I gotta you, use that. You, you plug times one a day. nose, you put it through one nose, and then it just flushes it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It, all of this is just like it all happened at once, and like I'm feeling overwhelmed thinking about it. You know, <laughs> and you're the one who experienced it, right? So. Uh, I thought about it a lot as well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you about your like art and your eye for for art so like I, i've seen you while we were growing up back at danforth i i watched you like transition from like visual art right sketching and painting and these different avenues I've, i saw you kind of transition from that to like the photography that you do today and we'll we'll plug it on the show we'll put your your art page down so people can check it out oh yeah your uh, photography Good. page down but like yeah. what was like the what was like the initial trigger that kind of led to that transition for which one from going from like visual art like sketching and painting to uh photography uh on it i mean i took art ever since um like all the way up, up until grade 12 and then after grade 12 uh i did a fifth year for in high school where i actually took two college courses and they're both both on like digital art i'm not sure why i stopped sketching I actually don't know. I went off to university. I guess there was a lot of new things and I just kind of stopped drawing mm-hmm. so often. But I really got into photography after my breakup in back in first year. 
yeah. no no seriously i think i think i think i was just like kind of sad and yeah. i bought it i bought a new camera and i was obsessively using that camera uh so i mean like I'm, you were taking photographs back when we were like you had that ipod iPod oh yeah touch or whatever and then you were like taking pictures like the first one that had the camera in it yeah and then you were like taking pictures with that a lot i remember because i didn't have a phone for a long time so yeah. your photos were of me were the only photos that i had at that time <laughs> so, and i still look at them sometimes it's really cool because like it's actually it's pretty funny really like yeah it's like fun to like uh go through those yeah um but i mean I mean, technically, I've been doing photography for before that. You know, I had like a family point and shoot family camera that I used to take like macro photography of like bees and flowers. That's cool. But I wouldn't. I mean, you that was me that very much. No, I wouldn't call not necessarily. You know, um, not at least not in the more formal way that I do it now. Like I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just, I, I had an interest in it. You know, and I would just doing whatever you know taking pictures of everything but i had no idea of like composition colors and all that but you clearly um, had like a natural knack to it i think maybe like do you think like your art background influenced that as well like the way you view things i think so like, the thing is i don't um things like that so i don't notice that i know things about photography until I t- ask someone else to like take a picture of me or until I watch right. someone else try to take a picture. When you asked me to so, take a picture of you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, well, which reminds me actually, like my, my dad told me to tell you that uh, you're a really good photographer. Like, cause he, he checked out the memory card. Of the yeah. And he was like, Yo, like you have a knack for it. So there that's you go. the thing though. I, I don't. Um, and I, I feel like I'm flexing right now, but you're not, I, uh, you can, I know, if you want to, you can as well. No one cares. <laughs> You can go ahead and I know I never got an education in photography, if that makes sense. You know, I never took any photography classes. Right. I feel like if I took photography classes, I'd be like, oh, hey, I already know all these concepts. I guess I'm pretty good at it. Right. right. I just kind of like have fun. Right. I mean, it's very similar to like creative arts, right? Like, so like people think that you need to go to school to like understand like like how to do this and whatever like you're like oh there's a skill that i want to learn so i have to like pay money go to college for it get a degree you know yeah. that says that i can do it but the thing is like like i understand what you're saying because like i can't read music all right ah I'm, right I'm music that's illiterate. actually interesting yeah i don't have any knowledge of like i understand theory but that's from my personal experience like if you were if you told me like words that represent that thing i probably wouldn't understand what you're talking about right but like I, I, but I understand. I have no idea what that means, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like things like that. It's like oh, like the the real ma- like fact of the matter is like these things. Like you have a feel for it when you're playing music. You have a feel for it. I actually just came back from uh, teaching piano for like a couple hours. Yeah. And I was like, they asked me like, "Where'd you learn from?" And I was like, "Oh, I learned from my ear." Like, I legit didn't. You know, it took 11 years to get here. And if I had formal training, maybe it would have taken less time. But I yeah. still got here. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of similar in that in that sense, I guess. Yeah, I learned it my own way. Yeah. And it's like when when you have a like I can look at your portraits now and then uh, people will check out check it out on your Instagram page, but I could tell like it's very razzy. You've kind of curated your own style and maybe you're not aware of it because you're yeah. like very indulged in your own art. You know, you're very present, ever present yeah. in your own art, so like you don't. You know, it's kind of like when you listen to a guitarist they have yeah. their own way of playing the same instrument, right? So like your instrument is a camera, but then you've realized, and like, you know, maybe your editing tools, but you know, and then, but then you've made your own style of like photography, right? So, and that, I think that's really cool as well. I actually, okay. I enjoy photography beyond just the photo and kind of the art of the photo. What do so you mean? especially, especially with my portraits, man, I, I, okay. And this, I, I know this is true for me. I have, an ability to take someone who's just like, you know, the type of person who's like, Oh, I'm really shy in front of cameras. You know, like, I don't know how to pose. Mm-hmm. I have an ability to like talk to them for like a couple minutes, take some photos of them and just help them become really comfortable in front of a camera. And I've just done this so many times that I can very comfortably say that, like, I don't know, I don't care who you are. I can take a good portrait of you. And I, I love that social interaction, you know? That's amazing, man. Because that's almost like, you know, if you're interviewing someone, right? Like say if I'm doing a podcast, it's like, you have to warm them up to the actual thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it takes a certain level of vulnerability to be able to 
photograph people, I guess, or even converse with people because mm -hmm. then they become part of the art. And that, that also requires a part of like vulnerability from their end as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, or like, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, yeah. And, and I think, yeah, like a part of the reason why I am able to help people become so comfortable in front of the camera is because I, I'm a very open person. Like, uh, well, you want to know about my insecurities? I'll tell you all about them. You know, like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that is approachable. In a situation like photography, where you're asking someone to pose for you for this picture, or maybe it's a candid photo, whatever the case may be, it takes a certain level of trust in the person that's taking your photo, right? I'm pretty sure if you're like super creepy about it, and you just like went up to people like, hey, can I take a picture of you? Like, that's kind of... It's kind of yeah. whack, right? Like people are going to be like, hey, what, this guy's not right. You know, like why does he want my picture? Why does he want me to post? What is he going to do with these pictures, right? I had a, like, I obviously don't do any photography at all. But in like three years ago, I did this project where I like went to the university campus here in Calgary. And I'm not from here, so I didn't know any, anyone there. And I just like took selfies with people. And, like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like I met like 60 people that I took selfies with, right? Just a random exercise that i did in order to kind of come out of my comfort zone and back then i was doing crazy shit all the time so like even that was uncomfortable for me to do to like go up to someone mm -hmm. and then but then i have to talk to them for like at least a minute or two before i took a selfie like i can't just show up to someone's face yeah, that'd be weird you know, that'd be weird well, what, what are yeah. you doing what are we doing here you know so yeah that that clearly uh reflects back on your personality as well right so i've thought about this a lot um i think one reason why people are able to be comfortable around me is because they see that I don't take myself super seriously and I am okay with kind of my insecurities, meaning that I don't judge myself, meaning right. that I won't judge them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And also like the whole thing, uh, what you just said, you know, like kind of walking up to people and just taking a selfie with them, like kind of gaining their trust and like taking a selfie with them. A lot of that is um, how confident in you are in what you're doing. Does that make sense? Like if you if you had ulterior motives and you're talking to them and trying to take a selfie with them, they would it would they would come feel through. it. You'll they would like feel your it. vibes yeah. are weird, but you you can tell you can tell. Like even if you when you talk to someone and you can tell they're trying to get something from you, you can tell like it's not they're not talking to you to talk to you. They're talking to you in order to get something out of that yeah. that interaction, right? Yeah. So like. Yeah, you're right. Like, so that means as an artist yourself, you have to be very honest with why you're doing what you're doing and very intentful too, right? Yeah. Is, is there like a specific type of photography that you enjoy the most or? Yeah, probably street photography more than portraits. Yeah. What yeah. is that? What is street photography? So I started kind of when I, when I finally bought my first camera, yeah. And I started taking photos more like photography as, a, as an art more seriously. Mm -hmm. I started with street photography. So basically I would walk in, in downtown Toronto super fast and I would look for things happening in the streets that people just don't notice. Right. I would look for like, like moments in time uh, where I could like take a nice composition that people just don't notice that's what street photography is and a lot what's of it a, is just what's the composition is it just like what does that um mean? it could be a lot of things just something interesting in the frame so okay. you know what let, let me i'm gonna i'm gonna go to my instagram because I, I can't just like say this off the top of my head right but if i look at some of my photos i can tell you kind of what what a good composition is mm -hmm. right so i have a little photo i was in woodbine beach in toronto mm -hmm. and just on this day, there happened to be a guy with a piano on the boardwalk, right? Ooh, yeah. And usually, uh, most of my photos I, I do while I'm walking very fast and I just take it. But with this guy, I, I decided to wait and I put, I put him in the center of the frame and I just waited for the perfect moment. And at some point, there was this little girl who just like ran up to the guy that was playing the piano and she started dancing, like just spinning oh, wow. around. Yeah, just a moment. Yeah, and yeah. I took a photo of that. It's one of my favorite photos. It's just a guy playing a piano on a beach and this little girl dancing around him. You know, it's very cute. So that's a nice composition. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it is like, you can, you can get a lot of nice architectural compositions where the sun just hits some window just the right way. And right, like shading and color. Nice shadows, and yeah. yeah. A lot of it is just, you see interesting characters while you're on the street. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, love, I love I love taking photos of old people. 
<laughs> because no, really, I I, uh, I think old people have a lot of like just wrinkles in their face. They have kind of hair growing out. Um, you can see time on their face, like you can Ooh. see a representation of time yeah, on their yeah, face. Yeah. It's like a visual I, representation I love, of time. Yeah, yeah, I, I love taking a photo be. of that. Um, actually, one of my favorite photos that I've ever taken was I was in Mont Tremblant, mm-hmm. not in Mont Tremblant. I was near Mont Tremblant uh, at a little chalet, and uh, I remember seeing this old French guy with so many. He was very skinny and he had all these wrinkles, and he, he was on the beach, so he was shirtless. Right. And I just wanted to take a photo of him, and I remember like going up to him and trying to speak to him and saying hey like i love i love these details on your body can i take a photo of you <laughs> did you say that yeah i did and i got a photo of him it's it was great no um, that's crazy. so yeah that's that's what i mean by composition you know i have a photo of this guy in a telephone booth he's like holding the telephone and he's leaning over with one arm and this light coming directly on from the top of him everything else is just dark it was at nighttime. It's just a cool vibe. <laughs> and you just cap you just see these like you just have an eye for it and like you just see these moments and then you like know it's like the right yeah. right thing to capture. Yeah. Or yeah. Is, is it like do you take like a like a lot of photos and then you find like one that's really good? Like how do you what's like your methodology when it comes to taking photos? Yeah, I take like well, I mean just in general though, I take a lot of photos. Right. I think I I'm I think I'm an over photo taker. <laughs> and yeah. then something is like ninety percent of the time the first photo I take is the one. But I, I just, oh, just in case, you, you know, like, yeah, it's like have safety. <laughs> yeah. Safety nets. Yeah. Yeah. What, what makes like a, a really good photograph? Like, is it the meaning behind it or is it like the, the technical skills or is it like a mix of both? Um, I think it very much depends on, on the photo. Like it's very, well, I guess it is art. It's just, very subjective. It's like right? a song, you know, like yeah. what makes a good song? I don't know. Like That's there are true, lots yeah. of things. Now, what I want to do with my street photography, I mean, a lot of the things that I'm doing right now, it's just kind of random. It is, it's, like a, it's like, wow, these are some good colors. So like, yeah, that's a good pose that that person is doing. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty girl. Like, nice portrait, Razzie. But I, I really want to, like, one day take photos that have a level of social commentary in it. That's well, I, like, I think this is what I think you should do, man. You, have a, you already have a lot of good photographs on your, up on your Instagram. People will check it out. But I think you should publish a book. Oh yeah, make a. The thing is, I don't think I have enough photos with a that are related in some way that are like cohesively related in some way for me to publish a book. I think I just have like like I've never done like a photography project. You know, I've just I just take photos, meaning that right, just, right. But I I think it's like, like over it's like time, a mixtape. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mixtape rather than like an actual well, album. Well, you know, drop a mixtape, man. <laughs> drop a mixtape. Drop a mixtape. Yeah, like you can. It, it'll be something cool to like work to i guess and like i know like we were talking about your you have some visions about going back to bangladesh and then just taking pictures over yeah. a, a certain period of time so that could be like a separate project that you engage in and then end up producing a that i would print or something too yeah absolutely yeah so like yeah um for anyone who doesn't know one, one of the goals that i have in my life and that i that I have like it's a very strong goal like so strong that I can very much envision it happening right. I can almost see it like it's for me it, it almost happened already you know right which is like I, I want to go to Bangladesh uh, which where that's where I was born and spent mm-hmm. many years there and I want to take pictures of people there and do a, maybe I'll do a little interview with them and ask them about their story and I, I mean some you know, honey vibes right some honey vibes no really yeah. some honey vibes yeah that's and what I, I want to do. And I think you should because like there's so many so many people there that have different like exciting lives or like different perspectives yeah. that you can't really tap into here. So the yeah. demographic is so different. Yeah. It's a different world. It's a different society. And I think once you get that started, different you can wealth. kind of like you can replicate that in different uh, situations. You know, even across Canada, that could be a, pro- a project, right? Across like north america that could be a separate project as well like i i know you're a super creative guy and i know you're gonna tap into these energies and you know, end up producing these things but like i, I really want to see you get into it and you know put your I mean, grind and like put your like work down i bought a new camera <laughs> nice um yeah so for anyone who doesn't know i have like four cameras right now but i was like i want another one <laughs> 
So yeah. I have a new camera, um, but this camera I bought specifically for street photography. Um, a big thing about street photography is getting the candid moment and you can't be around with a big DSLR uh, right. taking candid photos and people are also sometimes sketched out more like they see like it's way more visible when you have a big DSLR right and they you know they get out of the candid moment um, but I had the new camera that I bought it's a very tiny camera it looks like a point and shoot camera almost so like really if I was in the street taking photos of people like it it just looked like a joke like I, I'm definitely not a photographer if I use such a small camera you know <laughs> um, right and yeah, so I, I intend to do a lot more street photography. The thing is, I, I really want, like, I haven't had the chance to yet. I really want to document uh, this current world that we are living in right now with COVID. Yeah. I want to like get pandemic. photos of people with masks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you can call it like some post-apocalyptic or something like that, you know, something that's like very, like, it, it is very current. Like, it, it sounds like yeah. something that you can really uh, dive into. And this is the this is the chance. I mean, like, obviously, you know, recover and like, you know, have have energy to do all these things, but these are good ideas that you can really bring yeah. into the world. Well, thank you for doing this show. Like I, I, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while and I hope you recover and you will recover. You're strong, I'm sure I will. Guy, it's going to you know? take a while. Yeah. Stay, stick it through, man. You got this. And uh, it, where can people find your photography? On Instagram. <laughs> yeah. At, send, uh, send the handle. <laughs> Razi underscore A. That's R-A-Z-E-E underscore A. Okay, I'll, I'll link that in the description so that way, like, they can they can click on it if they choose to. Yeah, man, I, I want to like do like future episodes with you, so like you know you're welcome back to the show at any time. You know we've been friends for so long, and I really appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. I I want to be back. I'll yeah, we'll... talk about more interesting things. I'll hopefully I'll completely beat Corona. You will. You will. back on my workout routine. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, and we can talk about those things as well. And then I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see the comeback, bro. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. 